Hey there, and welcome to the Good Kind Podcast. At Good Kind, we are all about helping people cultivate the good kind of habits and holiday practices that allow them to engage with God and one another throughout the year. To learn more about us and the products we make, go to www.goodkind.shop and follow us on social media. We hope you enjoy today's episode of the Good Kind Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Good Kind Podcast. This is Chris Papalardo. I'm here joined by a couple uh, new friends, new to the show anyway, at least in this format. We're rolling out something we're excited about called our Top Five. We're going to bring in a bunch of folks who know a lot of things about a lot of things and ask them for their for their favorites in that category. So today we're talking Bible resources for kids, which is kind of the lane Good Kind runs in. But we are not the only ones out there. So I've got a couple of folks with me who are doing some wonderful things in the same lane, maybe parallel lanes, if you will. We're all racing the same direction. Uh, Ryan Coatney and Chris Ammon. Say hey, guys. What's up, Chris? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us, Steve. Yeah, pumped, uh, pumped to be here with you guys. So if you're looking for people who know a lot of things about a lot of things, you pick the two worst people for this job, though. All right. <laughs> Let's reframe that. I've, I've got a couple of folks here who know a few things about a lot of things and a lot of things about a few things. Is that a better? Yeah. It might be. Might be. <laughs> uh, Chris, you you and I have a little bit more history, so I'll let you go first. What's uh, what's your deal? What are you here repping? Yeah, so um, I'm the founder of Kaleidoscope Kids Bibles. I'm also a local church uh, kids pastor, so kind of have my feet in both worlds both running a business and pastoring kiddos. So what Kaleidoscope does, we, we try to bridge the gap between um, what we call baby Bibles. It's not a derogatory term by any means, but like right, right. kind of the Jesus storybook Bible um, and then the uh, and then adult translation. So we're kind of targeted at the middle grades, kind of second, third, fourth, fifth grade, where kids are transitioning with their reading level from um, storybook Bibles up to adult level translations and so we're helping them engage in each book of the Bible in a really special way. And uh, how old are your kids now? We have four kids. I have an 11-year-old, okay, 9-year-old. Uh, they're, they're both boys. And then I've got two girls that are 7 and 4. Yeah, so uh, pretty easy, pretty chill life. At the I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah, man, it's like a resort around here every day. <laughs> a resort. Those are fun ages. Easy yeah. whole. Exactly. Hey, no, I mean, it's cool for all of us because we uh, we get to live with our target audience, which is is really neat. Yeah, you get to find out right away if something's going to work or not. You don't have to wait for that test audience. They, uh, they'll let you know it doesn't it doesn't fly. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what, uh, what you do. Yeah, man, I run a business called Crossformed Kids, which is all about equipping churches families and schools to raise up the next generation of lifelong Christ followers. And the way we do that is by providing um, predictable and observable biblical literacy so the families can know for sure that their kids are learning the Bible in a way that's going to stick with them for a lifetime. So that's Crossform Kids. I'm also the founding pastor of a church plant here in Nashville called Grace Story Church. It's just a lovely little community of Christ followers who love each other, man. Awesome. So it sounds like both of you um, have a similar thing going on that I do where you've got two two jobs going on. They probably are supposed to be both small things that add up to one big thing, but I'll bet it feels like two full-time jobs. Am I right? 
Yeah. I mean, probably all three of us have deceived ourselves into thinking that we can do a side hustle. Yeah. Uh, and then that side hustle actually becomes, you know, the main hustle. So yeah. if for anybody out there listening who thinks they can do a side hustle and keep it on the side, just uh, don't don't lie to yourself. It's it's going to become your main thing. Ryan, how did you get how did you get into Crossform Kids? What was the like the origin story there? Yeah, man. Well, I kind of backed into children's ministry in the first place in that okay. I a friend of mine moved away to work on his PhD in Scotland and he recommended me to take his place as the sixth grade teacher at a classical school in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. At the same time, uh Lifeway actually reached out to me about preaching at kids' camps that next summer. And so between those two things kind of barging into my life at the same time, the Lord just used that to uh, get me on a trajectory that's kept me working with kids for my entire adult life at this point. And you got kids of your own? I do, man. Yeah. How old are they? Eight, five, okay. two, and uh, eight months. Okay. All right. So Chris's, Chris's four was not sufficient. <laughs> And you never know what's sufficient, right? Yeah. You're still going? I mean, it's the Lord knows. The Lord knows. All right. Five, an open-ended five. You know that you know how that happens, right, Ryan? Oh, my gosh. Please do not explain it to our listeners, Chris. <laughs> I've been inquiring of the Lord, Chris. <laughs> I'll explain it to you afterwards. All right. That's good. That's good. All right, well, here's, here's what we want to do. We want to get to the bottom of what are the best Bible resources for kids, the best family Bible resources. In large part, and this is not disparaging to all the stuff that's out there, each of us has kind of carved out a lane for what we're doing because we saw uh, an empty spot. And when we looked around at all the resources out there, we said, man, I don't see something doing what I what I really need, what I want or my own kid. And so we built it, which is obviously a ton of work. It's very rewarding, but you know, that that's that's how a lot of this started. That said, there is a lot out there that is fantastic. And we all recognize we are just three stars in a very large, beautiful constellation of, of folks doing wonderful work to equip families so that their kids and more know know Jesus and know him better. So we're gonna do a snake draft which uh, I'll explain it to you guys and to our listeners for those who are not, you know, fantasy football fans or whatever other fantasy, fantasy sport. So we'll have three rounds. Each of us will get one pick in each round, and whoever starts, you know, his first pick in one round will end up being the last pick in the last round. It weaves back and forth like a snake. Um, we're Christians, so maybe we should pick a different turn besides snake. I got to think up. I got to think a little bit more on that. Maybe it's not a snake draft. It's a... Uh, I don't know. You guys got anything? I didn't think, didn't, didn't, yeah. It's a snake draft, but not like the devil. Okay. So here, to make sure this is, make sure this is equitable. Uh, I didn't play this ahead of time. We'll go alphabetical by middle name. So what what is your middle name? Mine's James. Mine's William. Okay, so you're probably last. Ryan? Ryan. Yeah. Ryan is your middle name. Oh, curveball. Okay. Right. I get the lead up. All right, so we'll go me, over to Ryan, and then to uh, to Chris. All right, first pick of the draft, <clears throat> off the board, I'm going to go with the Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, 
Sally Lloyd-Jones writing in that is phenomenal. This is a, a tremendous resource for kids. The illustrations by Jago are also incredible. And I love that they're, they're very much not white Jesus, you know, which is a problem in a lot of, in a lot of uh, resources. But what drew me to this initially was the, the writing. And I, I've always felt like um, what Sally Lloyd-Jones did with the Jesus Storybook Bible is not just good for children, but is tremendous for anybody. Like, I am moved to worship when I read the, the Jesus Storybook Bible. And I don't think that I would have gotten into what I've done with Good Kind if not for seeing her and, and like, doing all of that. Uh, when we started, I felt like all I'm doing is a worse version of writing the stories the way she does. And a lot of times, I still feel that way. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take her off the board. Jesus Storybook Bible, number one pick. I'm sorry you can't have her. Never heard of it. I have to look it up. Never heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Who do you got? Number two. Yeah. Well, I, I want to throw out there. There's a resource called Tiny Theologians, and I don't want to just throw the entire website out there as a whole, but in particular, Amy, the founder of Tiny Theologians, has these timeline puzzles. So there's an Old Testament timeline puzzle and a New Testament timeline puzzle. And I think those are really, really sharp for helping kids understand the big picture and how it all fits together. So I want to throw those out there. These are literal puzzles? Like uh, jigsaw puzzles? Yeah, like you fit them together. That's fantastic. I have not seen that. I know tiny theologians. I didn't know she had the puzzles. I, we love tactile. So yeah, man. that's awesome. All right, Chris. Close out the first round. Yep, we've taken the two back. All right, first round. You first round, we're going to throw another Chris out there. Mm-hmm. There's two Chris's in the room at this point, but uh, Chris Morpheus, uh series that he has out um, called, um, what, what's it called? Uh, the Big Questions series. So it's the little, little books. They're like 90 to 100 pages, um, but he's got, um, like they kind of answer these big questions that kids have. Like, uh, how can I feel closer to God? Why do I matter? How can I know that Christianity is true? Um, how can I feel, um, you know, what happens when I die? Like, kind of these big questions that, that kids kind of are asking at earlier and earlier ages. And they give you these little bite-sized um, books that kids can read, but parents can read too. And it gives them the language to uh, to really explain those concepts really well for kids. You, you said there's like 80, 90 pages. Are they written like books yeah. for grownups or are they, what's the reading level on those? Uh, the reading level, I actually have notes on it right here. The reading level is uh, grades four through six. Okay. So uh, it's button four elementary. Written for kids. Yeah. But, but I would say, you know, adults and children's leaders should read these. If they just give the language that, you know, is not over kids' heads, but hits them right in the heart where they're asking those, those questions. You guys use that in your church, I assume? I use them personally, and then I'll recommend them to parents, yeah. Families in your church? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. All right, you're at the turn, so you're at the bottom of the snake draft, so you get another. Oh, man, I get two in a row. Here we go. Um, okay. Yeah. Y'all are going to call me, like, y'all are going to call me an old fuddy-duddy for this one. I, oh, I feel it. The KGV. The KJV. <laughs> Yes. No, no, no. Good enough uh, Jesus, it's good enough for me, right? Yeah. yeah. The children's catechism. Okay. The 
That's just what now the children's catechism. Children's catechism. Look it up. It's available for free online. There's different resources built around it. But I have been using this catechism for the past 15 years. It's kind of built off the Westminster uh, shorter cate- shorter catechism, but it's much simpler. And man, if you stick with any, I mean, I don't care what kind of catechism you pull off the shelf, as long as it's, you know, biblical and, and good. Um, but kids are going to learn theology and kind of little nuggets of truth at a really digestible form. And we use the children's catechism every single week um, at our church. How do you use it at your church? Oh, man, we we have songs that we sing. We like have... Yeah, we have um, little puzzles that we'll do where where they have to like kind of put the catechism pieces in order of like which questions go with what answers. Like we we mix it up, um, but we always kind of come back to that. That's our like one stable thing that we do every single week. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Ryan, we're bouncing back to you. Round two is your second pick out of three. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's kind of funny that Chris went fuddy duddy because I want to go a little bit fuddy duddy myself. And you're even older. My classical education background, and I want to throw out there for your consideration the Golden Children's Bible. Oh, the the Golden series, those little thin books with the gold spine. No, it's it's well, it, it may be related. It's just called the Golden Children's Bible, but it's very like. It's perfect for an education context. It's perfect for if you just want kids from a very educational standpoint to learn the big picture of the Bible. Yeah. It's 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 a it's different from the Sally Lloyd Jones storybook Bible in that it's kind of a like a cohesive narrative. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean hers is cohesive. I'm not saying it's not cohesive, but it sure. it, it it's it's looking to be a little bit more uh thorough, I guess is the way to put it. Um but it's just, it's really great. It, it's simplified from King James. So it's not King James, but it has sort of that poetic style. And it's just really helpful tool that I especially encourage people if, if they're looking for something to use in school or to use in a homeschool setting. It's it's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I'm trying to find on Amazon. It's got to be one that's cheaper than $99, but maybe I'm not looking exactly the right place. Yeah, it should be more like 25 bucks or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got it here for 13.89. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll send a note to the seller. Uh the, the guy, the, my guy Ryan says this should be $25, so discount please. You know, Ryan, when I look at the when I look at the cover of this, yeah. it makes me feel like I have strep throat. <laughs> Can I tell you why? You can because you went to your grandparents' house when you had strep throat when you were little. And no, like, because I I'm, I'm like almost positive that like five copies of this existed in my pediatrician's waiting room when I was a kid. Yeah, and um, so I I like go back like I, I could see the pleather couch there in the left. Yeah, I, it's right there, man. I'm right back there. It, it's an oldie but a goodie, man. It's really mm-hmm. really well done. And what's cool about it is the illustrations are not cartoony. So. While I like cartoony illustrations, I also like the contrast of having something like this available to kids that's just a little bit different look than what we're used to right now. Nice. Nice. All right. I'll wrap it around. I'm finishing round two. I'll start off round three. Uh, What do we got left? I'm consulting my list to see who's left on the board. 
All right. I'm I'm going to take Kaleidoscope as number six. Uh, and it's not just because you're on the call here, Chris. I, uh, my daughter is a huge reader. And this is just, I'm just describing the very reason that you created this. But this is, this is my personal story. This is 100% honest. My daughter is a huge reader. And um, she'll read anything. Like, if she's interested in it. If it's a good story. And, um, but I struggled tremendously to try to figure out like how to get her to engage with the Bible. She aged out of Jesus storybook Bible and like we blessed through it in a night, the whole thing. And she's like, I've done it. How many times do I need to read this? I'm done. Um, tried reading with her in like my grown up Bible and it was just, she's smart enough to track with it, but she just was not engaged. It was not interesting to her. So somebody pointed out to me this thing called Kaleidoscope, cool name awesome website, beautiful design. I grabbed Matthew, the gentle King. It came in and immediately she like, we read through the first night and she was like, this is cool. I have to see what happens next. So I, I love, uh, taking the Bible and just the, here's the, the, the problem is this is just not at the right grade level for a certain demographic of reader. Let's put it in that grade level, that reading level. And watch what happens when a second grader who loves to read encounters the Bible at a second grade reading level. And so we've got, I don't know how many, I don't have the whole collection, but I have like seven uh, books on her shelf. And so I just think they're, they're tremendous. So number six, Kaleidoscope. Well, Chris, you're getting ready to have one more on your shelf too, from what I understand. It's true. Do you want to tell them or should I? I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Um, so Chris has written a volume on First Corinthians for Kaleidoscope that is coming out uh, in the middle of March. So it is actually, Chris, it, if you can believe this, it is somewhere in the middle of the Pacific Ocean right now, floating on its way to a port in Los Angeles. Um, and then it will be uh, heading to the mailboxes of kids around the world. That is awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Congrats, man. Thanks. I don't know why it makes me feel nervous for you to say it's floating in the Pacific. I hear that kind of like cast away. Like a dude, I get so nervous about it. Like every time I'm just like, oh, please make it, please make it. Even though I know these things work, this is how the world works. And it still makes me nervous. Yeah. Shipping delays, one of those phrases that uh, gets bandied about in the news that nobody cares about unless you own a small business and then it's a very real risk. Anyway, okay, we're boring. We're boring everybody now. I got kaleidoscope number six off the board. We're gonna start round seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna zig here, guys. You're going old school. I'm going new. I'm changing the changing the medium here. I'm picking up Little Praise Party, the worship crew at number seven. Uh, there's a lot of great songs out there, but for my money, the the Little Praise Party uh, albums are the ones that my kids gravitate towards most, especially in preschool. They've got like Hosanna Rock, uh, Taste and See, Super Wonderful. I don't know if you guys use them at your church, but like we do them and they've got these awesome videos that go with them, the hand motions, the the songs are rich biblically. They're also a ton of fun and the motions that go with them are simple enough that all, like both my kids can do them, I can do them and the, I don't hate the song. Like I enjoy singing the songs as a grown up. For me, that's a litmus test for any kid's thing. Do I get sick of it when I hear it a thousand times or read it a thousand times? Because with a kid's thing, you know, you're gonna. 
And this is one where I'm like, taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm like, that's that's great. I love that. So, yeah, little praise party. I'm taking them the, the top of round three. You can't have them. They're... Do you listen to it when your kids are not around? Uh, sparingly. There's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes. It's not like okay. with uh, Bluey. So, you know, Bluey, not a Christian resource, but apparently intended for kids. And I have watched Bluey episodes without my children. And I, I don't I don't feel any shame about that anymore. I'm not ashamed about that. It's good. Am I uh, No, not yet. Don't 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 uh, uh don't jump. That's not allowed. Ryan, it's back to Ryan. You'll close it out, Chris. Okay. Uh, all right, Ryan, this is your last pick. I'm actually going music here too, and okay. I'll go with uh there's a group called Rain for Roots that does children's albums and they're just fantastic. They're just very, very singable scripture based songs. Sometimes they also pull out like old hymns and stuff, but nice. it's just really good stuff. Um, yeah, love Rain for Roots. Can you? I sang briefly. Would you? No. Would you be so kind? What do you mean? No, no. Just, I, no. I've got over COVID, man. I'm not. I'm not singing right now. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. Next time. Next time I'll sing a whole song. But today with COVID, okay. No. Yeah. All right. I'm writing that down. We'll have you on again so that you would sting in a taller oh, song. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sparing that. All right, Chris. All right. What's left? This is the round where everybody's picking up, you know, kickers and defenses. Who, who do you got rounding out of the snake draft? Who's your last choice? Well, this is not this is not a kicker nor a nor a defender. This this is the starting quarterback. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um so, you know, despite what y'all might feel about Ryan Coatney, um, especially after listening to this podcast, you might have some particular feelings about him, of which I understand, and there is therapy available for that. Mm. Um, oh. <laughs> his Ryan has written a curriculum that it is phenomenal that I am trying to talk my church into switching over to. Um, but Ryan's cross form kids, um, and I and I would say this even if he wasn't on this podcast is is really phenomenally thought through and what i love about it is um you know lots of sunday school curriculum and bible curriculum does a good job at hitting at the uh you know story here story here story here but doesn't do a great job of connecting it under under the big theme of redemption and what ryan has done is he's really broken the bible down into digestible chunks uh, and these cycles that he's put together that are very just well thought out and cohesive. And uh, speaking of music, Ryan, the, your, the curriculum comes with music as well. And it's got a, a catechism element to it that Ryan has come up with. It's got all your crafts and all your things that you need to do to go along with it. But it's not like overkill. Like, you know, that the children's curriculums, it's like you get it and you're like, My rough. yes. I don't need a 30 page lesson for one hour. I need right. you to put it on one page and help me get to the, you know, root of what we're doing. And that's exactly what Ryan's done with Crossform Kids. So I can't commit it enough. I think it's awesome. Nice. I love, I love the sound of a, like a one-stop shop. Like as a, I don't work in children's ministry, but I just, just, just imagining that when I've served in kids, I just, it's so Ah, it's comforting. It's like so nice to walk in there and have all of it together. Be like, look, we've got songs, we've got the curriculum, we've got like images to go with. Like the whole package is there and thinking through every element rather than just 
we do lessons or we do podcast stories or whatever. So to get all of that in one place, that's a, that's a good service you're doing for everybody, right? Thanks, man. Yeah. It's, it's exciting to get to resource churches and families that way. Sweet. So there they are. We've got our top nine. We're going to, we're going to boil these down to the top five. When we jump off here, we're going to go blow for blow. Y'all are, our, our dear listeners are not going to hear the hard fights we have to, to scrap the scrap <laughs> these here, but we're going to do that hard work for you. And uh, if you heard something on here, you found uh, useful, we'll, we'll let you know what it is in the show notes. Um, I hope you found this helpful to get some of your top five, some new ideas for, for resourcing your own family or resourcing the families in your church. Until next time, we'll see you later on the Good Kind Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Good Kind Podcast. We hope you leave feeling more equipped to engage with God and one another in your habits and holiday practices. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, like, and comment. We're excited to share more content with you soon. Don't forget, you can find us online at www.goodkind.shop. Thanks for listening and see you next time on the Good Kind Podcast.